Alright, Zach. We're here for another episode of Zick and Wick. What's up? I watched this... Oh, what's going on? I, I uh, watched this episode at midnight last night. Didn't expect to see it there, but I couldn't resist myself. I just hit play and stayed up late. This might be the first time you've ever watched an episode before me. <laughs> East Coast bias. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I always have that. I, I don't know what I'd do if they actually came out at midnight on the East Coast. I'd probably stay up late and watch it if they did, but... Instead, you probably I just got to wait for all the people to get out of the house. So usually around 7, 8 a.m. I get to watch it. So we knew this episode was going to be a sort of a come down, not a letdown, but a come down. And we were correct in a sense. It had some action in it that was cool. Later in the episode, it got really there was some fun action. Overall, it was more of a connecting piece set up episode. In my, in my mind. Yeah, I thought it had some... We definitely, based on what we knew about the Dave Filoni directing episode five, we didn't think we were going to go straight to Ahsoka. They tied it in pretty well what the reasoning for going back to Navarro was. But they they answered a few questions and also inserted a few more questions about the main... Basically, the main plot thread of season one of why the Empire wanted Baby Yoda. They've gotten away from that. This season's all been about about Din having to deliver Baby Yoda to his own kind, not answering the question, why does the Empire want Baby Yoda to begin with? So we're getting a few answers yes. to that. So that aspect was, was interesting to me. I didn't really grasp what they were what they were suggesting. In the episode, we see some chambers, fluid chambers with something floating in it. I immediately thought it was either Snoke or Palpatine, just like a callback to yeah. stuff in the movies. But I, I couldn't really tell what was in there. It might have been a Snoke clone. What did, you, what did you think was in those in those? Chambers? So I thought multiple things. I think that is what they want everybody to think, that they made it look very much like the Snoke chambers that you see on Exegol at the very beginning of Rise of Skywalker. When they do talk to, when they have the message playing of Dr. Pershing, they talk about, I don't think they talk about cloning, um, but it is. They talk about, like, they're trying to either keep something alive or they're using Baby Yoda's blood or to to help someone with something health-wise. Yeah, well, we don't know if it's health-wise. So they do, they talk about it. They say... Um, M counts. Yeah, the M counts. Okay. They say M counts. You, My God, I almost, I almost closed the window when they said M count. Would you have been happier if they said midichlorian? No, no. I'm glad they went with M count, but it they gave us enough information to know that the force sensitivity was important, mm -hmm. but they didn't say the dreaded M word, which. I would have closed. I would have closed it without hesitation. So basically, what they're doing is they're trying to inject the force into a. They call him a volunteer during the, when during the message. We don't know who the volunteer mm -hmm. is. We don't know. It could be Gideon. It could be someone else. It's probably not Snoker Palpatine. That's just my guess. I've got some reasons that I don't. I think the casual viewer is supposed to see this and say, "Oh, that's Snoke," or "Oh, that's Palpatine." They're supposed to connect the dots to. Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think that's what's going on. I always thought if they were doing that, I thought it would be too cute. So I'm hoping that it's, I hope they're not trying to connect 
Snoke to the world of the Mandalorian. So I think that, I mean, this is a pretty deep cut again, but if you go based on the first episode of the Marshall, they are bringing things from the book into this kind of pure. That's, I mean, Cobb Vanth was a, a character from the Marshall or from a, the Aftermath trilogy. They talk about in the Aftermath trilogy that pretty much anybody who was anybody in the Empire is gone at this point. They have fled to the unknown regions to basically build back up as the First Order and come back when they're ready. So Moff Gideon is not one of those people because he did not flee to the unknown regions with them. I think Moff Gideon is just, he knows about this somehow, but he is doing this on his own. He is... He's doing this, re he's, he's facilitated this research. He knows about the force. Either he wants it, he wants somebody else to have it. Who knows? But that's, that's my guess of what's going on. They're, they're trying different things with cloning. They're trying things of extracting DNA from Baby Yoda. But he, I feel like he's just a rogue guy trying to basically retake over the galaxies a new empire. It sounds like, it looks like Moff Gideon is... You know, trying to take over the Empire, but he's trying to build an army. At the end of the episode, we see a room full of stormtroopers suits. They're shadow troopers, black dark, black dark suits. troopers. What are what are so those? that's a that's a totally legends thing. It's showed. It, I think it first showed up in like a video game in the in the mid nineties. I think it showed up in a few other things. There's an iteration of them that showed up in Rebels. So I actually I guess it is kind of a clone thing, or it is a canon thing. But they're not stormtroopers. They're they're droids, but they're better than any. They're they're kind of like super. I don't know battle droids from the prequel era. Era. But they they're they're droids in stormtrooper armor. Well, they it looks they look like stormtroopers at this point. Okay. Well, very interesting. Uh, so, I, I don't think, other than what we've talked about, is there any other hugely substantial connecting pieces? The big thing at the end, I mean, we're kind of jumping over the episode, but the big thing at the end is we do find out that the mechanic from one of uh, Grief's mechanics is actually a spy or working for Moff Gideon yes. and plants a tracker mm -hmm. on the Razor Crest. So, he's got a way to track Mando now. Is he gonna? Is yeah. he going to track him to... To Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka knows what the dark saber is. So there's that connection. There's there, the fact that they got the the tracker on there, and Moff. There may be a battle with or a, a conflict between Moff Gideon and Ahsoka, and potentially Bo-Katan too. That's what, what I think everybody wants. That's a, a canon mm -hmm. junkie like me. Well, I think just the internal conflicts within. Well, it's not even internal, but we have now we have different groups. We have the Mandalorians. We have we have the whoever Bo-Katan is aligned with now, whatever her group is called, the Night Owls, I mm -hmm. believe. We have Moff Gideon, and we don't know whether Moff Gideon is an Imperial or uh, something a little bit more like a breakup of the of the Empire. But we have all these different groups. And we're just very ripe for conflict, and that makes for interesting yep. story. Uh, the thing that is 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 interesting, and what they're doing well now, well, hopefully they do well for the back half of this of this season. Is we kept jumping from planet to planet and having individual stories, 
Now, with the tracker in place on the ship, we may have people meeting up on one planet and, and of, from, dif from these different groups. So it should be more interesting and more interconnected. There should be some more, uh, there should be a better through line through these next few episodes. Yeah, obviously that's a, well, why a lot of us are fans of this stuff. We love that kind of stuff. We don't like just one-offs. We like seeing connections and ways to keep the story going. So I think this serves that very well. So <laughs> I just wanted to comment on the very stilted acting in this episode. It was it was kind of rough in the beginning. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, it, it, they powered through it. I do like I do like Grief's character. I like Cara Dune's character. Carl Weathers. He he directed this episode. Yeah, which I I mean I still thought it was a good episode. So I that was his first episode he's directed. So I thought it was pretty good for a first one. Um, do you want me to get into some of the Easter eggs I found in this episode? Yeah, do it. So the first one was at the very beginning when Baby Yoda, he's trying to get him to help to fix the ship. That was basically a, that was a Baby Groot thing right there is what it seemed like in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. When when Rocket's trying to, uh, they're in that little cave, Rocket's trying to explain to him not to blow up, how not to oh, blow yeah. up. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. Of, the yeah, that's what I got from that one. Um, when they go to like the old Mandalorian hideout, like underneath Navarro, um, where the pirates are hanging out now, they do show that they took away the Mandalorian symbol. So it's, I don't know if it was stolen or if when they fled, they took it, but they very obviously show that Mandalorians aren't there anymore. Um, when they, when baby Yoda, when they leave him at the school, it is a, look like the same model as C-3PO, a protocol droid teaching the class. Um, it was kind of fun. Um, they bring back Horatio Sands character. Um, I don't know if they're calling him his name or if it's his, his species. I think that mm -hmm. it's kind of like Mithril or is, is what, what I remember. But the first comment he, they just use him for comic relief throughout the episode. The first one that was a fun catch was they talk about him being frozen in carbonite, that he doesn't want to go back there and he still can't see out of his left eye. That was a throwback from Han being blind after getting out of the carbonite and return of the Jedi. So talk, let's talking about Horatio Sands character. I just found him very annoying. I did not find him very interesting at all, but it did. I was wondering whether or not his reluctance to be a part of this mission. I don't know if that was suggesting he knew more than he was willing to admit about the base or what was going on there but it, i don't know i wasn't sure if there was they were implying that he knew something that he wasn't maybe saying. he does i i never i never got that vibe but i wasn't really thinking about it um but i do kind of agree with you it kind of seemed like they just throw in for comic relief almost like here we're gonna give you mm -hmm. like a c3po guy that just makes little like one-liners here and there to lighten the mood um, just a few other, we talked about the M count for the midichlorian. We talked about the guys in the vat looking like Snoke. Um, at the very end, when they show Gideon's um, ship, it's not a Star Destroyer, but they've shown that ship before in Rebels a bunch of times. It's like the, basically like a step below a Star Destroyer. So it's kind of, I, I thought that was cool to see it the first time in uh, live action. Yeah. No, I did like the different ship, but I did realize that it was a, it was a little smaller than the regular destroyers. That's yeah. cool. How did you uh, how did you feel about Baby Yoda and his macaroons? 
<laughs> I think the food obsession with Baby Yoda is cute. Um, I'm 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 ready for them to start using Baby Yoda in, in different ways. Yeah. Let's just put it that. I wonder way. what he's gonna say his first word. It's like he's try he, he's trying to say stuff. It seems like, but it, he's just kind of babbling at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad they took him out of uh, the middle part of this episode, but they they know that they're keeping a certain audience watching the show by having baby Yoda present and having him have a, a you know significant or a notable chunk of the episode but they're getting kind of desperate yeah. <laughs> and i can sense yeah. it i i think that'll i'm hopeful that'll change next episode um i think it will i think it's going to bring a lot more of the force and the jedi stuff into it so hopefully that changes next episode a little bit yeah, when when we finally bring the child to its people, I wonder if the show will pivot in a different direction, and if at that point we'll have more more of a foundation built up so that we can have these adventures sans Baby Yoda, or do the powers that be think that we need to have a Baby Yoda type character around in order to maintain those idols? Yeah, that's a I have a feeling it's going to be the latter. I don't think we're going to get rid of Baby Yoda anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine not getting rid of him as long, like you said, as long as they find better ways to use him than just being the cute little guy that shows up and does cute little baby things. Yep. But yep. He, yeah, he really, like last season, you think about it, he did a bunch of really strong force things. He stopped the mud horn. He you. did the whole, like, he stopped the fire with the force at the very end when they're escaping. So he did some pretty big feats in the last season. And this season, all he's done is moved a couple eggs around and got himself some macaroons. So um, kind of ready for him to show off his powers a little more. But he is a baby. So it makes you think, you know, that part of the problem is because he's a baby, he's not, he doesn't have the wherewithal. He doesn't have the the cognizance to 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 make choices and be a part of team yeah. and, uh so what do we do do we age him up or do well, we he hasn't really been put in a last season they put him in situations where it was a fight or flight and he had to do it this season they haven't put him in that situation i i thought they would have done something with the whole spider episode that would have been a good time to use it but that's really been his only life or death situation this season. So it's he had a couple of them last season. I could see an episode where Mandy puts Baby Yoda in some sort of Baby Bjorn attached to the front of his chest, and they go into battle, and uh, Baby Yoda starts helping him out in a more conscientious way, like <laughs> very aware. It's like, ooh, we're in a fight. Uh, I've seen these fights before. Let me start moving some rocks around. Yeah. Let me start pushing some people over. Yep. I think that could be for that could be a very humorous and also uh, exciting set piece. One, uh, this is total just just something that popped my mind. One thing I don't really love about this, and maybe it's just a Star Wars thing in general, is just how useless the stormtroopers are. Like they just get oh god, they get mowed yes. down so easy. I was thinking the same thing. So the problem with these shows is like they they can't have they can't show the enemy's face. 
because if you're killing something with the face, then it becomes less, it becomes more real and it's not as fun and lighthearted. And which I get. However, what I would like to see is, or feel more, more importantly, is that there is actual risk. Right. Like these guys are, are, whenever they go into a battle, I'm like, okay, they're going to come out fine unscathed on the other right. end. Give them some some damage, some wounds, something. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're going through these guys. They're mowing through them so easily, and it's it takes away from you know. I don't feel much when I see these guys going. Yeah, like even when they're get, when they're getting chased at the very end, it was a cool chase scene. But you knew yeah. they you knew they were all going to be fine. Like there was nothing. Mm-hmm. None, there's no way any of them are going to come out with a scratch on them. Probably the best. My favorite part of the whole end scene was yeah it was fun seeing all the fight but um seeing little baby yoda yak at the end was probably the best part of the part of the fight <laughs> scene to me yeah mm-hmm. yeah um it was overall it was a good episode i thought it was a good follow-up the last episode i i didn't think i was glad they didn't just jump right into ahsoka so it was it was a good episode it didn't feel, it didn't feel like filler episode like the spider episode kind of felt scene yeah episode two that's what I was going to say as well. We needed a little bit of breathing room. I think the next four episodes will be much more interconnected and, and we'll have some more momentum. Uh, but this episode, it, it, was, it wasn't it was pure filler. That's what I expected coming into it, but they gave me more. So I was satisfied. Yep, that's ex- exactly where I was. So I'll, I'll take it. It was, a, it was a good kind of mission of the week thing with some extra, with some extra little tidbits in there. All right. Well, Zach, that's all I've got. How about yeah, you? That's it. I didn't, like I said, didn't have near as much to talk about as last week, but I have a feeling I'll have plenty to talk about next week, or at least that's what I'm hoping. All right, everybody. Rest up. We got a good one coming. Yeah. yeah happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. All right.